Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Hey there, welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. You're listening to episode 68, eight Valentine activities your preschoolers will love. February is coming near, friends. It is one of my favorite months with all the hearts and the candy, what's not to love. Plus, both of my children were born in February, so we have lots of love and fun in February. And if you want to bring some of that February fun into your classroom, I've got eight Valentine activities that I know your preschoolers will love because mine have always loved them. So if you're ready to do some February lesson planning, Take a listen to these activities. You might just find a couple that you want to try too. The first tried and true Valentine's activity that we always do is coffee filter hearts. So grab some coffee filters, scissors, markers, and a spray bottle. You've probably seen this before, but I like to fold the coffee filter in half and draw half of a heart shape on the coffee filter with a thick black marker. Then I help students cut the folded coffee filter on the black line. So not only are we getting some art in here, we're also getting some great cutting. After cutting, students can open the coffee filter to see their heart shape. Now, students take the markers and they color all over their heart. I like to explain to children that for this type of art, they can scribble with the markers and they wanna try to fill the whole coffee filter heart the best that they can. Now, I forgot to mention, make sure that you are using washable markers when you do this. Also, if you are working with younger children, it might be better for you to cut the heart for them. And I would suggest maybe making it a tad bit smaller. So the amount of um, coloring with the washable marker and scribbling all over that thing is less because sometimes it can feel daunting when it's a really big heart. After the coffee filter has color, then I give students a spray bottle full of water to squirt on their heart. I usually place a paper towel under the heart before spraying because it helps with the mess. And then I put the whole thing on a craft tray so that um, I can try to catch some of that water. As you can imagine, they love using a squirt bottle, so they like to add a ton of water. And so we kind of do some experimenting with this because for some reason I have a large amount of coffee filters, like more than I really need. So we like to go through this multiple times. What happens if they squirt a lot? What happens if they only squirt a little? So we can do a lot of problem solving, observing, and really see why this is happening. So If they use just a medium, normal amount of water, they can see that the the colors start bleeding. Since the markers are washable, they are reacting to that water, but they're being sucked up by those coffee filter. So when it's all done 
and you allow it to dry, these make fun sun catchers to hang on the windows. But if you want to take it a step further, make sure to put smocks on your kiddos and roll up those sleeves and have them use markers that aren't washable. Repeat the process and see what happens. Do you get the same result? The second Valentine's Day activity I have for you, I have in my arsenal for pretty much every holiday as a process art activity, and that is cookie cutter stamping. I love to grab some heart-shaped cookie cutters of different sizes and add some paint and add some paper. Children dip the cookie cutter into the paint and they stamp or drag it onto their paper. So this is really some process art because they are trying to figure out what's the best way to use this cookie cutter. To get a marbling effect, you can swirl together some colored paint and white paint before dipping in the cookie cutters, or you really can take this a step further and talk about what the white does to the colors. So many times for this activity, I will have plates of different colors. I'll have red, pink, and purple. Around each of those colors on the plate, I'll do a ring of white. And then so as they're dipping this in, they start mixing and they start really creating this marbled effect, but we can also talk about what white does to color. The third activity I have for you today is foil boats. We love this STEM activity. Grab some foil, a bucket with water or like a tub of water, and some conversation hearts, just the candy hearts, or if you have an excess of just like plastic hearts or, you know, those heart fillers that they have from um, the craft store, those work good as well. So you're going to give each child a piece of foil and then you're going to challenge children to create a boat for the hearts to float on using that foil. So this sometimes starts out a little bit slow. They're not sure what to do. They're not sure what will help their boat. And so a lot, a lot of trial and error goes into this. Many times children will just put the whole thing of foil that I give them in the water flat and first learn that the foil floats. Then I'll challenge them to test out that boat by adding candy hearts one at a time. How many hearts can that boat hold before it sinks? Well, when it's completely flat like that, Many times it starts sinking in the middle and water starts coming in. So then they take out their boat and we talk about what can you do to keep that water from coming in to your boat. And then that's when they get kind of the ideas of, you know, making it more into a bowl shape. I really like to make sure that I am not saying, watch this. Why don't you do this? What is this? Instead, using guiding questions of, I wonder what would happen if you, or, you know, I wonder how you could, do you have any ideas to really help guide their thinking? And then once they have a reconstructed boat, then we try again. How many hearts this time? Now I will caution you, the hearts obviously falling into the water get quite sticky and everything gets a little sticky. So if you don't have access to like little plastic carts, that would work better because they will sink. Obviously, you can use the candy hearts, but just FYI, it will get a little bit sticky. The fourth activity I have for you is friendship painting. In February, we talk a lot about friendship and kindness, so we also create some friendship paintings. I pair students up, two students together, one piece of paper, two paintbrushes, 
and paint. So they each have their own paintbrush, but they have the same paper. So you will see this go one or two ways. Many times they will stay on their own side of the paper. They will say, okay, this is my side and this is your side. Okay, they've still worked together to decide where the boundaries are. Or they really truly work together and they're like, let's create this and I'll add this. And you really see the collaboration going on. I like to pair students up at random, mainly because, you know, we always have those students that are really close to one another. So obviously they play together all the time and they collaborate quite often that, you know, that person works easily for them. What I'm kind of wanting to do with this activity is push the boundary a little bit into working with someone that isn't as comfortable for you. So I will use sticks or name cards to draw student pairs so that it is not anyone's decision. I also like to make sure that I am available to help the pair of painters work through any issues that may arise, because depending on who you're putting together, some of our very independent little friends can struggle with this a little bit. And so we really have to talk them through it. And we really have to suggest and guide their thinking around making something that is for two people instead of just them. The 5th February activity is great for small group. I like to collect those chocolate candy heart-shaped trays after you, you know, scarf down the chocolate and keep at least the bottom, if not the top as well, and grab some brown puffballs to work as the chocolate, grab a die and some pinchers or tweezers. To play, have students roll a die or maybe even two die, depending on how many holes are in the chocolate tray. You could maybe do some higher counting. And they take the tweezers and put that many puffballs in the hole of the chocolate tray. And then they play until the entire tray is full. Depending on what number they roll, this might be a fast game. Depending on the size of your tray, it might be a fast game, (laughs) but The goal here really is twofold. Obviously, we're working on some math skills with the dice, with the counting, with the one-to-one correspondence, and also with the pinchers and tweezers working on some fine motor skills and transferring skills. You could make this a little more complicated by instead of using a dice, using numeral cards. So they grab a numeral card and they have to recognize the numeral and that's how many puffballs they add. So there's ways to definitely differentiate this. But those chocolate trays make a wonderful, wonderful way to bring some hands-on fun learning into your day. Number six, create a Valentine's Day themed writing tray. So I add some colored salt and heart-shaped sprinkles or confetti to our writing tray. And a writing tray is basically just a shallow tray with a thin layer of the salt. To make colored salt is super easy. All you have to do is add your desired amount of salt to a baggie, add a few drops of food coloring, and just really mix it inside the bag. Adding more coloring if you need, you know, a better color. I like to make our salt pink because I don't want to deal with trying to make a red. So I just do a drop of red, make some pink salt, and then add some sprinkles. I pour that into a tray and I make sure it has edges, a shallow tray with edges. And then I add a paintbrush. Students can use the paintbrush to create shapes, letters, numbers, 
in the mix. And then I teach them how to gently shake the tray to erase it. It's also great to add letter cards or number cards or shape cards, whatever you're working on next to them so they can try to replicate that numeral letter or shape in the mix. So I usually just pick one. And if we're doing letters, I generally work on ones that just start their first names or ones that we've been you know, interested in lately and put those there. I don't put like all 26 right there because that's a lot. And same with numbers, I may pick, you know, just a handful of numbers that most of my class need extra practice with, put that next to the mix, and then they can practice writing those numbers in the salt tray. During Valentine's Day, we also like to make a tinker tray. And this really lets my kiddos flex their creativity by providing them with some loose parts. Children love to create their own masterpieces, and they also love to fill up cups and containers thanks to their enclosing schema. So a tinker tray really is just a fruit tray or vegetable tray where it's one of those trays with lots of different like sections, and the middle is like a circle where your dip's supposed to go. That's generally what I use. And then I collect a whole bunch of items that children can manipulate. So on our tray, we have small red cups. We have heart cookie cutters. We have heart-shaped jewels. We have puff balls. We have pipe cleaners. We also have little containers with lids. Most, if not all of this, can be found at your local Dollar Tree or Dollar Store. I also put out some trays for them to kind of organize their creations and also kind of keep that space to themselves. And I also found some cool um, heart trays, like they're supposed to be baking trays, as well as maybe some scoops and some pinchers and basically just putting out a lot of items and letting them really kind of take the lead. And it's always amazing to me with the things that they come up with. This is really one of those great times where we can encourage creativity, encourage out-of-the-box thinking, while also working on some skills of cause and effect. What will happen if I build this this way? How much will fit in this jar? And allow them to test out a lot of different ideas. The last idea I have for you today is another fun process art. Grab some of those heart-shaped paper doilies that you see around Valentine's Day. I get mine at the Dollar Tree. Get some paint, some paper, and some sponges or paint daubers. You could actually use dot markers as well. Students place the heart doily on top of the piece of paper, and then they dot paint or dab the paint onto the heart doily. Once they've finished adding paint, they pull that paper doily off of the paint and the paper and see what prints were left behind. This is another great process art activity where they can learn technique of if I put too much paint on, what will happen? If I have not put enough paint on, what will happen? What will happen if I try to rub a paintbrush over this? What will happen? Lots of great questioning. So the great thing about these paper heart doilies is they come with like a ton of them in a stack. So we can do a lot of experimenting with our art using these. If you are more of a visual learner and want to see pictures of these activities, head to the show notes where I give you a link to the blog post where you can see all of these pictures. Also, if you are planning your February and need some resources, I also have included a list of resources that I have available that I like to use in February 
in the show notes. Just head on over to lovelycommotion.com slash episode 68. I'm wishing you a lovely rest of your week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely. Lovely.